0: Welcome to King's River Life's Mystery Rats Maze podcast, where we share with you mystery short stories and first chapters of mystery novels read by actors from the San Joaquin Valley. This episode features the mystery short story, Nova, Capers, and a schmear of cream cheese, written by mystery author Deborah H. Goldstein and read by local actor Thomas Nance. Kenny Kaplan slammed his newspaper with the advertisement face-up,
1: "'under the Sun Haven Retirement Home Breakfast Table. "'It's a schmear. I tell you, a real schmear. "'There's no way the deli can be selling the whole thing for $3.99.' "'When Rose extricated the newspaper from his aged, spotted hand "'and held it close to her face while she skimmed the advertisement, "'Kenny realized his wife must have once again "'left her readers on the Agatha Christie book,' On her nightstand. It seems like a reasonable price to me. Or well, maybe 20 years ago. Today you can't get a bagel with Nova, onions, capers, and a smear of cream cheese for under $6. He's either substituting locks for the Nova he's advertising, or he's faking it on the capers. Well, he did just take over running the deli. Maybe it's one of those. One day Special lost things to get people to try him. Rose put the paper back on the table and tasted the scrambled eggs on her plate. If you want to talk about something that's a scam, try your eggs. Oh, powdered again. Holding on to a rye toast, she pushed her plate toward the middle of the table. Aren't you going to eat something? You know what Dr. Johnson said about keeping your blood pressure under control and making sure you eat when you take that medicine. I don't think he'd be very happy with you this morning. Kenny took a bite of his eggs, but his gaze was again focused on the newspaper. I was in the business for 50 years. You don't use Nova as a lost leader. He'd be losing his shirt. No, something's fishy with this business. I don't get it. Locks, schmucks. It's all salmon, so what are you so upset about? He reached over and covered her almost translucent hand with his own mitt. It may all be salmon, but it's not the same. Smoked salmon is the generic term for any salmon cured with cold or hot smoke. In the trade when we call it lox, we're saying it was cured in a salt-sugar brine or rub while Nova is cured in cold-smoked. Nova cost more. A top-of-the-line deli serves the product made from the salmon belly. Kenny touched his thumb and forefinger together and kissed his fingertips. That's the perfect perfection. Your customer not only know it, they'll pay for it. He drummed his fingers on the advertisement. I wouldn't expect him to use the belly cut, but at this price, there's no way he's using Nova either. So? He's advertising Nova. That's simply not right. I'll bet he's cutting corners on his locks and his capers. Now you're telling me he's pulling a caper with the capers? Probably. Well, how... Capers are the edible flower buds of the caperis spinosa. Rose leaned across the table. I love when you talk dirty. The vein in the middle of Kenny's forehead became more prominent. Rose, they're buds on a bush which, while it can be cultivated, doesn't grow everywhere. Uh, For capers, the buds are picked before they open into a flower bloom and then they're brined or dried. You've seen them in dishes like chicken piccata or with fish. Because they must be picked by hand, they're expensive. Is that another reason you think he's not delivering what he claims in his ad? That's right, I'm betting instead of the capers he's substituting pickled nasturtium seeds. Wait a minute, even I know nasturtium grows anywhere. They've got a whole area of them in the flower garden out back. Kenny rolled his eyes. Well, then, if we get bored enough, we can probably figure out a way to make our own fake capers. Right now, I want to figure out what this guy thinks he's pulling over the eyes of my former customers. Why don't we go find out? She pointed to her cold eggs. Even if he's selling fake deli products... They can't be as bad as this morning's breakfast. He looked at her and smiled. Rose might think he was smiling at her, but he already was planning how he was going to take the young guy down. He'd spent 50 years of his life in that deli. It bore his name. One of the reasons he'd sold out to the young one was his promise to maintain the integrity behind the name. No, surrey Bob. No one was going to cheapen the name of Kaplan's Deli while he was alive. Kenny reached for his walker. Rose, leaning on her cane, waited for him. Rose, uh, uh, do you want to drive or should I? As Rose pulled into the handicapped parking space, Kenny stared at the front of the deli. The awning and the signage still read, Kaplan's Deli. The new owner hadn't removed any of the mouth-watering pictures of corned beef sandwiches, seven-layer cake, or Brown's cream soda posted in the windows. It was Kenny's belief that for customers waiting to get in, these unpriced images got the juices flowing and had a lot of subliminal impact on what they eventually ordered. The only jarring addition to the entrance was the bagel and Nova picture the same one that was in the ad, pasted on the front door with its $3.99 price tag. Seeing it reignited Kenny's smoldering anger, but he held himself in check as the new owner welcomed Rose and him to Kaplan's. After seating them, the young man handed each a menu. I'm sure I don't have to tell you what's on the menu. Nothing's changed. Except the prices, Rose said. She smiled demurely at the quickly retreating owner. What are you going to have? Uh, The bagel with Nova, cream cheese, capers, onions, and tomato. I I should test my theory before I say anything. What about you? Don't you need to read the menu? I know it by heart. I'll have the cheese blendses with a dab of sour cream. After they placed their orders with the waitress assigned to their table... Kenny looked around the room. Almost every table was full. He listened to the rude patter of the waiters and waitresses and was glad to hear that they gave better than they got. Being insulted was one of the things that made people come back to the neighborhood deli restaurants like Kaplan's and the now defunct stage and Carnegie's in the city. It was as much a part of the atmosphere as the pickles on the table, in the oversized sandwiches and portions the waiters and waitresses hustled from the kitchen. He missed this world. Everyone told him it was his time to retire and move to Florida, away from the snow and the work necessary to run a successful deli. But until the heart attack, he hadn't given in. Even then he'd insisted on staying in the neighborhood. Looking at his walker leaning on the wall next to the booth... He knew the question wasn't how he was going to regain control of his business, only how he was going to con the owner into honoring his commitment. "'Hand me my walker, please?' Rose did as she was asked. She clicked its arms into place and steadied it while he got his balance. "'I'll be back in a moment.' "'Better not tell her what he was going to do. She'd only get mad.' Luckily, the men's room and the door to the kitchen were in the same direction. He placed the walker in front of him and stepped through it like he'd been taught. His progress was slow, but that was okay. It gave him time to think through his plan for when he reached the kitchen. Obviously, he wasn't going to kill or kidnap the owner, but Kenny had a scheme to get him on the right path. He pushed open the kitchen door and was almost knocked from his feet by a bustling waiter exiting the parallel door. As fast as the action in the kitchen was, there wasn't room for his walker. He parked it against a wall. Using the counters and appliances, he maneuvered down the line toward the stockroom, exchanging pleasantries with the few staff members from his time who still worked there. Out of the corner of his eyes he saw another young one, probably the floor manager, because he wore a button-down shirt. Moved to cut him off, but one of the old-timers prevented him from reaching Kenny. Kenny couldn't hear what was said, but the manager turned and left the kitchen, ignoring Kenny. Still Kenny knew the time before the manager notified the owner of his presence was limited. He hurried into the stockroom and "'flicked its light on. "'Quickly he peered at the shelves "'until he found the one with condiments. "'He scanned its contents, pickles, olives, and finally capers. "'They were the real thing. "'He looked above and below the jars of capers, "'but there was no knockoffs anywhere. "'Hearing someone turn the doorknob, "'he reached for the light switch, but stopped himself. "'Whether it was the new guy or the worker,' Kenny knew acting like he owned the moment would let him bluster his way through any confrontation and out the storeroom. The door didn't open. A voice outside the door was loud, but got softer. Kenny glanced upwards and said a prayer to whomever had interceded in the moment. Shutting off the light, he made his way from the room toward the walk-in refrigerator and freezer. The weight of the door to the refrigerator was heavier than he remembered but there was no problem remembering where the fish was kept. He was impressed. Everything was as neatly labeled as when he'd been in charge. It was easy to find the locks. Nova and the regular sat side by side, distinctly identified. Kenny was confused. Nothing was out of order in the kitchen or storeroom. The only thing to do now was to go back to the table and taste what he was served to see if the regular lox was substituted for the Nova. As he reclaimed his walker, he scratched his head. Why would anyone deliberately want to lose money? He was still pondering this question when he pushed the kitchen door open. Suddenly there was a shout and the entire room burst into singing, "'Happy Birthday!' Kenny looked around, bewildered. When the song ended, Rose came up to him and took his arm. Happy birthday, Kenny. She led him back to their table, on which sat a cupcake with a lit candle and a lox platter. What? Blow out the candle, Dad, the new owner said. You haven't been here since the day you turned the keys over to me. Mom and I figured you'd be infuriated when you saw the price in the ad and would feel obligated to put me in my place, by hook or by crook. But, but, this is still Kaplan's. Considering who taught me, do you think I'd lower your standards? Kenny hung his head. Rose tucked her hand under his chin and raised his face up. You remember what Agatha Christie said? about there being no fool like an old fool in the opening of the mysterious affair at Styles, Yes. But as I look at the price my younger wife and son concocted to put on this sandwich to get me here, I am also reminded of Christie's comment in the murders at the vicarage. What's that, dear? Kenny placed the Nova on his bagel and with a flourish added a schmear of cream cheese as well as onions and capers. She noted how the young think the old are fools, but they all know that the young are the fools. He savored his first bite. For $3.99, he might take an extra sandwich home with him.
0: Nova, capers, and a schmear of cream cheese was produced by Kings River Life. You can learn more about the author on our website, Goldstein.com. Our theme song, The Blues, was written and played by Kevin Memley. Check out Kings River Life Magazine's websites for more mystery, local theater, animal rescue, and so much more. kingsriverlife.com and krlnews.com. We'll be back next time with another mystery short story or mystery first chapter. Subscribe to our podcast to make sure you don't miss a single episode. Subscribe to our podcast newsletter to get special interviews with the authors of the podcast stories. And follow us on Twitter to keep up with everything KRL at Kings River Life. If you enjoy this episode, please rate or review it because this helps make us easier for others to find. Until next time, this is your announcer, Jim Tuck, wishing you a life full of mystery.